Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello. We are back. Sit, sit down at the bar, belly up to the bar. Let's talk football. Today is Wednesday during the season. Every Wednesday is going to be the same. We are going to do power rankings. We're going to go 32 to 1. No more messing around. Any more news and notes from each team we will just talk about when we get to that team. So let's get rolling. And after one week of action, I'm not going to overreact. You know, I mean, there's, there's honestly, there's not a lot of change here. Um, but we're going to keep the Browns at 32. And man, I was tempted to put the Rams here. I almost put the Rams there by principle, um, just because they were so bad on a national stage against a not so great opponent. That was a pathetic performance by the Rams. But anyways, the Browns. The note you really need to talk about here. Is Josh McCown's going to be taking over as a quarterback, and what that means is I think they'll be better on offense with him as a quarterback. It doesn't do much for the long term, but um, Duke Johnson, Gary Barnage, those guys' numbers were very good, especially Barnage, when McCown was the quarterback last year. And I could see both of their roles increasing, which means more of a shorter uh, intermediate passing game than we saw with Griffin, which isn't his, his forte. Less bombs away, but not that Gordon and Coleman and Pryor are going to go away or anything. But the Rams, a positive note, they extended Michael Brocker's contract. That's about the only positive thing I can say about this team right now. That was miserable what we saw from them. I bumped the tight. After that, I didn't know where to go. So I, I bumped the Titans from 27 to 30. Uh, they just were very inept on offense. Mariota had a very tough game. I don't think that's going to be a recurring theme. If you don't know this by now, I am a massive Marcus Mariota fan. Um, Bumping the road against a very good defense in Minnesota, obviously. Um, So I I think, you know, Tennessee's probably better than the third worst team in the league. But for right now, they're sitting at 30. The Bills play Thursday, which I guess is bad news for them. If Sammy Watkins, considering Sammy Watkins' situation, it sounds like he's going to play. Who knows? You know, this has been an odd injury from where we sit to get good information on. At one point, they said they were going to shut him down. And then at one point, they said, you know, he's fine. And there's a lot of differing reports. Um, I think it's needless to say, though, that without him, I think this passing game is non-existent. Although Charles Clay is not terrible. Um, With him, they're probably better than this. So who knows? I'm interested. I'm very interested to watch the Bills uh, on Thursday, and hopefully they're a little more impressive. Uh, the defense to me is a problem, but we'll see. Uh, the defense of the Niners was not a problem. I got them moving from 31 to 28. My hunch is this will probably be the highest they end up at any point of the season. Um, I, I, they are devoid of talent. I've talked on here a few times that you know, I think the defense is a lot better than given credit for over the summer. Um, and I'm going to stick by that. Navarro Bowman, a good defensive line. There's some, some corners that showed up. Um, so overall, I mean, I, I think there's some positive things to take away, obviously, from week one in San Francisco. I don't see a quarterback, though. 
Um, the Bears, we had talked about White, their last round, their, their first round pick last year, as being very raw, not looking like he knew what he was doing in the preseason. Uh, by the way, the Bears at 27. Um, but he played he played a couple more snaps than Alshon Jeffrey yesterday or on Sunday. You know, so he's going to see the field a ton, and so I think it's going to be. You know, baptism by fire, so to speak, and that's that's the right move. I mean, this guy needs to see the field. He's immensely talented. I saw that as good news when I saw the snap counts. You know, that that White played an awful lot for these guys. Twenty six. I have the Falcons. I don't have a lot of good things to say about the Falcons. We really need to monitor this Julio and Sanu injury situation. Clearly, one would be a big deal for them. Both would be dis. You know, would really. Really do damage this passing game. It's not a very deep team at all. The intriguing guy here, and I haven't been a fan of him, is Tevin Coleman. And it seems like they're intent on getting him on the field. I've always thought Freeman was clearly the superior player. But Coleman's big and fast. And when he gets to the outside, he can go. And it looks like they want to involve him more and more in the passing game. An intriguing weapon. I'm curious how this plays out. Week one was very encouraging for him. Week one was extremely encouraging for Carson Wentz. And I got the Eagles still at 25. Yes, they played the Browns, but I'm somewhat of a believer when you look at rookie quarterbacks that, do they belong? Do they look like they belong right away? You know, like, obviously Jared Goff has not looked that way, you know, anytime we've seen him in NFL pads. But Wentz immediately looks like, yeah, he looks like an NFL quarterback. And this isn't, you know... Um, super duper in-depth scouting. It's just kind of the, the first impression. How do they look on the field? How do they control things? Does the game look too big for them? Not at all. You know, and I, I think Wentz um, has a chance to be a great player. Obviously, there's already talk in Cleveland that, boy, we should have taken Wentz. You know, this front office doesn't know what they're doing. You know, uh, that'll be second guessed for eternity, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, especially considering the Browns' history at the quarterback position. But I think the Eagles have a guy... Um, certainly something to get excited about there. The thing to get really excited about is my bookie. <laughs> it's great stuff, man. Uh, my bookie features real Vegas odds and incredible player props for every football game. So you listen to this, you listen to the rest of the Locked On Network, you listen to your favorite team, you listen to Locked On Fantasy, and you, you go from there and say, okay, I've formulated some opinions with some smart dudes, myself included of you know how I think these games are going to play out or who I think is going to have big weeks and put a couple ducats on your favorite team or against your favorite team. That's always a good move too. I mean, if you you know that they're in walking into the lion's den at my bookie. And what's really cool and, you know, I'm not a huge, and I don't know a whole lot in the betting world, but what's, what's awesome is if the game already kicked off, you can still go to my bookie and bet on the game as it's happening. You know, so the lines change as the scores and the game flow dictates. So, you know, like I said last week, if you're out mowing the lawn and you come in like, oh man, I missed kickoff. Uh, I can't get my bet down. Well, that's not true at my bookie. You can get right down there, you know, right, right back in the action. My game, my bookie is live in game with odds updated in real time. So they're constantly updated. So it's never too late to make a play. They're optimized for smartphone users for non-stop action on the go. Again, like I said last week, you don't even have to stop mowing the lawn. Just do it from your phone. Um, so, call to action. Go online, type my bookie in your browser, and sign up today. Use the promo code NFL. I think you can remember that. 
and you will be entered in their million dollar prize pool. Or call 844-722-2387. Join the thousands of online players already playing. Only the biggest, only the best, only at my bookie. Sign up today. It's great stuff, man. I think you're nuts not to do it, especially with the promo code, getting that million dollar deal. I mean, <laughs> that's good stuff. So, all right, let's get back to the power ranks. I got the Redskins dropping from 16 all the way to 24. And like I said, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I think he'll play better than we saw on Monday night. Hopefully that's his worst game of the year. But they just have some fundamental flaws that they they don't stop the run. They don't run the ball. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hard to get around that unless you are elite at the quarterback position. And in, in reality, I mean, they are building something here sort of from scratch. And they're building with the pass games first on both sides of the ball, which is smart. You know, in today's NFL, that's not a bad idea at all. It's just going to take some time. The biggest faller, I think, of the week was the Chargers going from 13 to 23. And, yeah, they almost won in Kansas City. They probably should have won in Kansas City. But the Keenan Allen, to me, is just... The Keenan Allen injury is just so crippling that I, I, I have to jump off the bandwagon now. I think their defense will be better. I love Rivers. I think Gordon will be better. I think the line will be better. All the things are in place for why I thought this would be an improved team and had them at 13... Um, but Keenan Allen's too big a loss. It's just too big a loss. So that's unfortunate. I, I feel like it's just more bad news for the Chargers. Uh, Miami goes from 24 to 22. Really hung in there uh, on the road in Seattle. You know, it's one of the toughest places to play. Uh, I thought their O-line played really well. I think it's going to be a very good group. Um, Namakong Su and company were highly disruptive. But just a note, it sounds like Devontae Parker is on schedule to play this week as well. I, I don't love him as a player. I think he's a good prospect. I don't think he's a great prospect. I'd like to see him be more physical, getting off jams, attacking the ball in the air, contested catches, those type of things. But they're building something here, and they have big plans for him. But let's see how that goes. Uh, the Colts basically say the same. They're at 21. Um I just don't know if everyone realized how well Andrew Luck played this last weekend. I mean, I can make the argument that he was the best quarterback in the league this past weekend. I mean, he was out, outstanding. And, you know, I worry a little bit about the Lions with, with their defense. I mean, not the best defense in the land that he, he torched. And obviously the Colts defense is a problem. But I think the Colts' offensive line might actually be better. I mean, I just you know, they've, they've dedicated a lot of resources to it, and eventually I think it's going to start to come together. And we saw some of that. And Luck is, a, is just still a superstar. Go Make sure you, t you watch him. Um, he really is an impressive player. Cowboys. Cowboys had a tough go of it against what I think is a, a very much improved Giants front. But the Cowboys have a pretty easy schedule. They play Washington this upcoming week. Uh, we saw what the Steelers did to them. We saw what the Steelers' offensive line did to Washington. I very much expect Ezekiel Elliott to blow up and for the Dallas offense to be a really good unit, a, a rebounding unit. You know, let's not hang our ha heads too much and say, boy, I don't think Dallas's offense can get it done because we don't think their defense can get it done. So I, I expect that group to rebound in a big way, including Des Bryant. It'll be real interesting to see 
Uh, is Dez going to line up on the right or the left? You know, we I think we know at this point Norman is a left corner. If you're looking at the offense, you know, from a defensive perspective, what are they going to do with Dez? Are they going to handle him like they did AB? I don't know. Jets play Thursday night. They pretty much stay the same too, 20 to 19. Uh, they probably should have won that Bengals game on the back of their defensive line, even without Sheldon Richardson. Uh, I'm going to write an article actually about that today, about you know how good this defensive line is and what it brings to the table. Look for that later. Uh, I'll probably knock it out. I'll probably turn it in tonight. Probably show up tomorrow before the game. Leonard Williams, though, is the guy that is really primed to take a big step forward in his second season. Uh, he is an immensely talented player. I can't, I can't believe that he even fell this far in the draft, that the, he's a Jet at this point. Uh, I was on the air in Washington yesterday, and one of the guys on the air was saying, oh, good thing we took Brandon Schreff over uh, over Leonard Williams. And not that, not that Schreff's a bad player, but, yeah, you think the, think the Redskins would like to have a guy like Leonard Williams? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Okay, next up, I bumped up the box from 23 to 18. Mostly on the back of Jameis Winston. We've talked a lot about him and Evans. And I still think this is a team that has a lot of holes. Is a year away from being in the in the conversation of being a contender. But they have some real building blocks. The one guy I don't think I did mention was Martin. You know, Doug Martin, I thought, looked very, very good in this game. And I have mixed feelings about him. I think he's a good player. I mean, no, no doubt about that. But I don't trust him to be an upper-tier player. I might be wrong on that. I mean, they just signed him to pretty big money. They have a lot of faith in him and complement him really well with Sims. I thought Martin played really well. And the other thing that played really well was the Ravens' defense. I have them going from 19 to 17. Um, how much do I trust the Bills who they played against? Not a lot, but I thought this was a highly, highly encouraging effort by the Ravens' defense and a strong showing to say, hey, we're back. You know, they lost a lot of close games last year. They had a lot of injuries last year. A lot of injuries last year. So I don't think the Ravens are going away anytime soon. I think the Ravens will be pretty strong. I'm not sold that what we saw from their defense in week one is going to keep up. They're relying on some older guys like Doomerville and Weddle and Suggs and um, but I, I I got my ears open that the defense is vastly improved. Lions basically say the same, 17 to 16. But this is Matthew Stafford's team now. And I forget who I heard talking about it, but there was a discussion on one of the podcasts I listened to, and I wish I remembered who because I would gladly quote them, but that it could actually be a good thing, big picture for the Lions, that Calvin Johnson's moved on and that Stafford is now taking more of a leadership role. It's his offense, you know, that everything's going to go through him more. He's not reliant on Calvin. It's the other way around that Tate and Jones and Bolden and Ebron and all these guys and the really good receiving backs are reliant on Stafford. Uh, I think I've told you this before, but I think he's primed to take a big step forward in his career. Saints pretty much stay the same too, 14 to 15. Release C.J. Spiller. He was a healthy scratch. He's been the ultimate tease player. I when he when he signed to the Saints, I was on board. I'm like, man, if anybody knows how to use him in the dome, he's gonna be great. But of course he hasn't been healthy. Healthy scratch this past week. He is no longer a Saint. Uh, I imagine Cadet's gonna take some of that role, just off the top of my head. That makes some sense. The Jaguars basically say the same as well, fifteen to fourteen. 
Uh, Ivory was re released from the hospital today. Still don't really have any details about that. It sounds like a non-football-related injury. Uh, hope him the best. I mean, I, I guess we'll probably know more by the time we're all, you're listening to this or tomorrow if he's playing this weekend. But I, my hunch is he is. Um, a real rugged, good back. And, and Allen Robinson, too, is, is another guy. His stats weren't off the charts, but he had a lot of targets. He had a lot of just near misses yes, this past weekend. Uh, I think he's primed for a monster season. I touched on the Giants. They bumped up quite a bit from 18 to 13. I'm now pretty confident that you know they're the front runner in that division. I know it's only one one week, and they can be very up and down, and you know, but I'm not real impressed with the rest of the division. But based on you know their, their defensive line, their, their defensive line is excellent. Pierre Paul looks a lot better in, in his second year, and he got better last year as the season went along. Noticeably, was you know a different player when he got out there with you know partial hand. Uh, Vernon looks like a real deal. Harrison, you know, gets them to third and long. That's his role. Um, you know, I, I think the Giants have a chance to be, you know, a quality playoff team, best case. Raiders defense had a very long week, obviously, and I think almost every defense that goes to New Orleans is going to be in that same boat. You know, Sean Smith was sat down. Khalil Mack didn't show up huge. I think it's only going to get better for this group, though. I, I like the talent here. I like the way they've built their defense. Uh, by no means am I crushing Oakland for, man, they can't play defense anymore. Again, I just think that's going to be the game script every time you play the Saints. This may be a little unfair, but I dropped the Vikings from 7 to 11. I mean, Peterson got totally bottled up. I'm not sure that was his fault. Obviously, the Titans, pretty good run defense. Dick LeBeau has a history, obviously, of stopping the run. Uh, Jarrell Casey was very good in this game, too. They're going to do everything possible to stop Peterson, especially when Hill's in the game. I think we see Bradford from this point on. Um, obviously, the Vikings can't count on two defensive scores every week. That is not a formula that is uh, something you can just count on at all. I mean, their defense is going to keep them in every game. I believe that. But they're going to have to put points up on offense. I think Bradford will help that cause. Chiefs go from 8 to 10. I really don't have a great reason why they dropped. I mean, they started slow. But I think they're going to be right in the mix or right where they're always at. Super impressed with Spencer Ware. And I wonder... A year from now, is he going to be the true lead back? Is it time to move on from Jamal Charles? He's not cheap. He's getting up in age. When are we even going to see Charles this year? I think Spencer Ware is a starting caliber NFL back. I don't think he's a, you know, uh, a backup that got in a good situation. Well, that is true. He's a backup that got in a good situation. But in terms of talent, I don't think that's who he is. I think he's a starting caliber back. He moves a lot better than I think people realize. Bengals. Go from 11 to 9. Although they easily could have lost the Jets. Um, Bengals, Chiefs, Vikings. You know, these, these teams to me are very interchangeable. Uh, a couple notes from the Bengals, though. They let up a lot of pass rush pressure against a really good Jet D line that we talked about. They've been weak at center for three, four years now, and they don't ever do anything about it. I don't quite understand that. Uh, the right tackle, the former first-round pick, uh, Abashi. I'm not sure. I always say his name wrong. Um, but he struggled in his first game, too. I think they'll get better up front. They need to. Um, super AJ, AJ Green reliant team, though. I mean, no player in the league had a higher percentage of his, tar of his offense's targets than Green this past week. And that might just be the case. So 
that always scares me. It reminds me a little bit like with, with DeAndre Hopkins last year with Houston. And they're next. How about that for a segue? Um, as good as any receiver is, you don't want to be that reliant on one guy, one receiver. Um, the Texans are at 8, 12 to 8. Um, their defense, I keep saying, has a chance to be the best in the league. And I watched it again. And J.J. Watt's out there, but he's not himself yet. I mean, I think that's safe to say. Hopefully it doesn't linger to the point all year that he's just out there and not himself. Um, but when he's right, this is going to be a very, very scary defense. Denver goes from 10 to 7. Very good win against a high-quality opponent. I think C.J. Anderson's in for a monster season behind a much-improved offensive line. Um, I'm curious if we talk a month from now what the quarterback situation is going to be. Right now, no one's going to talk about Paxton Lynch, but I'm just saying a month from now, his name might start popping up a lot. I got the Steelers stayed at 6. Actually, the top six all state. Oh, it didn't. Never mind. Correction. Uh, Ryan Shazier uh, was injured in that game. By all accounts, he's okay. Um, a minor injury. They didn't feel like they had to force him back into the game. That's a big, a huge key point for the Steelers. Um, Cam Hayward, Stephen Tuitt are very good players, but Shazier's a real active difference maker. Um, keeping him healthy is a huge component to their season. I uh, kept the Panthers at five. Kelvin, I don't have a lot of notes on them. Obviously, they haven't played for a while. They've been kind of out of sight, out of mind for me. Um, I think Jonathan Stewart will rebound in a big way. I mean, he's not going to play Denver every week. I think he's in store for a big season again. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, I have my eye on him. I'm curious how many snaps he plays going forward. He did do a lot of good things in that game, though, is all you saw. Obviously, the thing to talk about in Seattle, they go from two to four after kind of escaping with their life against Miami. How healthy is Russell Wilson? You know, that's going to be maybe the biggest story of the week. Um, I, I bet he plays no matter what, but behind a really bad offensive line where he needs to make plays with his feet, and we know he's such a good runner, I just wonder if he's going to be limited, how that's going to work. I got the Cardinals still at three. Uh, just a note, you know, I mentioned that their cornerback situation worries me. Um, but what doesn't worry me, and we just didn't see it against the the Patriots, is Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is going to lock down the opponent's number one receiver uh, in a Revis-like fashion, you know, a former Revis-like fashion. And, and the Patriots just didn't have that guy. So in a way, the Patriots were a little bit of a bad matchup for Carolina or for Arizona. Um, expect to see Peterson all over number one receivers for the entire season uh, going forward. Packers go from four to two. I don't really have anything to talk about with them. I got a tiny little note by every team here. Just something I wanted to bring up to you so I didn't skip over your team. I don't know what to bring up with the Packers. I mean, the offensive line's coming together even without sitting. I'm curious how Cook fix, fits in. I want to see more out of Jordy Nelson this week. Um... But overall, I mean, no news is good news here. I think I think things are going well for the Packers. They are obviously a contender. Uh, the team that's been won since day one is the New England Patriots. Belichick's a superstar. No Brady. You know, all those guys. I mean, what more do you have to say? If the biggest story of the week or the biggest story to monitor of the week isn't um, Wilson, it's the progress of Rob Gronkowski. Hopefully he plays. Uh, the early news is here at 1 o'clock on Wednesday is he's playing on practice and he's playing on giving it a go. 
That must have been a pretty major hamstring issue. Um, we'll see. But, boy, he would be a pretty good addition to what is the best team in the league. All right, folks, that is going to do it. I'm sure you want some more in-depth coverage of each of those teams. Go to Locked On Patriots, Locked On Packers, Locked On whoever you'd like the best. And they will talk an entire show about your team. Drop me a line on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL, and we will talk tomorrow. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details.